What's up, everyone? This is Alex Lieberman, co-founder and executive chairman of Morning Brew. Welcome back to Founders Journal, where I give you, the business builder, the tools you need to think better in order to build better, whether that's building a business, a team, or a new product. I recently sat down with my good friend, fellow entrepreneur, and all-star investor, Cody Sanchez, and we tried out talking through three different topics that we thought would be exciting to the Founders Journal audience. Now, we're going to release those as three different episodes, and then we're gonna ask you, the audience, to tell us which of those three you liked and why. This episode is part three of the series. If you haven't listened to parts one and two, make sure to go back and check them out. Part one was all about buying an oddly satisfying slime business. Part two was Cody breaking down my mini golf empire that I am in the process of building. And today's episode is a conversation between me and Cody about the now dead checkout startup Fast. We break down what went wrong and what other business builders can learn from Fast's mistakes. Let's hop into it. Did you see, so did you see what happened with Fast, this company? Yeah, is I hate, I hate, I hate shitting on companies postpartum because like this shit's hard. I get it. But like, tell me there was somebody who was a founder or an investor. Like who didn't see that? Who didn't see once they were doing the crazy hoodie things every 30 <laughs> seconds in their video? What do you mean? They're a hoodie I, company. Obviously. Like, they- I didn't even know what they were doing. Like I was, I was so not surprised by that. And I don't think anybody was, but I guess except all the employees and investors, but I think it's sad. What's your take? So I'm going to read you a few numbers about this business. And I guess this is kind of leading you because I know you have very specific opinions about VC-backed businesses, but, and, and you can caveat as much as you want, but let me, let me just describe the business. So for those who have, have not heard of Fast, Fast is a one-click checkout startup. So you've seen basically this grouping of companies that have been built in the last five to six years who effectively wanted to replicate the Amazon Buy Now button, which interestingly enough, that technology was created in 1999. The patent was up on it in 2017. So that's when people could actually start building, reverse engineering the technology that Amazon uses for their their buy button. But the whole idea of what Fast does, uh, Bolt is another company that does it who has had more success, is how do you add the one-click checkout to every other store on the internet that is not Amazon? So you go to Best Buy's website, how do you have one-click checkout on Best Buy since you're buying from Best Buy and not Amazon? And so for context, Fast was founded by this guy, Dom. Dom is a very polarizing character who is very active on Twitter. He had a former startup called Tow.com, which was, quote unquote, the Uber of towing. It also failed, and supposedly it failed as part of a multi-million dollar billing dispute with his company and the Australian government over towing and impounding fees that led them to having to liquidate the business. Fast raised $20 million in March of 2020. This was their Series A. Raised $102 million as their Series B in November of 2020. Um, reportedly was at a $580 million valuation. And so the business raised $120 million. And they were basically burning $10 million a month while generating $50,000 in revenue a month. So the businesses in the last year did $600,000 in revenue and they were burning $10 million a month. Whoa, whoa. 
What is what is your reaction to that? And what are the biggest questions that come to your head when you hear some of these things? No, I think it's great. Let's invest in that company. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I mean, is Bolt is Bolt like Ryan Breslow's company? Yeah, exactly. That? Bolt Bolt is Breslow's company. Similar yeah. business. So they've raised over a billion dollars in funding. They most recently raised an eleven billion dollar valuation. Wow. I believe you. We're gonna have to fact check me on this. I believe they're doing sixty million dollars a year. ARR, so obviously way more significant than 600,000, but I believe they're effectively the same business and they're going against some of like, you know, the old guard, call it like uh, Stripe, who has built this technology internally within their business. And that's, by the way, that's the craziest part of this whole thing. In Fast's most recent round, the round was led by Stripe. And then right after this round, Stripe went and built the exact technology that Fast was and just uses their own technology. Wow, that's fascinating. Well, it's interesting because I have red flags on bolts too, actually, just from what the the founder does for that. I mean, I, Ryan, sorry, I don't know you. You're probably awesome, and I'm probably totally wrong. But uh, like tweet <laughs> storm and a half, you know. I sort of yeah. think anybody who's in. I remember when I was building like my first startups, and I was really like, I, did I have Twitter? God, no. Why? Yeah. Because I was like working like an animal. And so any founder that has the time to put together tweet threads that are like have hooks and 57 caveats to them and images, I'm like an immediate no. I don't know if you've, I mean, I know how hard it is to write tweet threads. And so if that's what you're doing, like, no. Oh, yeah. It's like an unspoken thing that a lot of just founders I've spoken with talk about, which is like, if you start seeing uh, a founder of a company ramp up their tweet game by like 50 to 100% in a month and start doing threads, you can assume that they're going to be leaving their company, shutting down their company, or starting a new company within the next few months. Oh, that's a business. Why don't somebody should create like a founder thread tracker? And let's like basically see if that's true. Like if if we went out and like reverse engineered through like hype theories, KPIs, or analytics, like the mo the founders who tweet the most or whatever yep. in that are in startup phase, what is the correlation it, to actual? Yeah, what's the correlation? Yeah, down? what's yeah, what's the correlation to performance of the business? Yeah, because I think the only businesses that make sense for are media businesses, you know, and anything that's not that, I guess it works too if you're hyper targeted in your threads to the audience. But like it Ryan's not targeting his like e-commerce, you know, he should be only focusing on e-commerce, the same as as fast. But yeah, I think my biggest red flag with fast was just the the hoodie videos. Now, like, let me say a caveat. I think it's fucking amazing that people want to go out there and actually build these companies that are likely to fail. Like, thank God. So yeah. like, I've got nothing against that. And I've got nothing against companies that burn a ton of money. I just don't want to put all of my own capital in them. And I think we already know this. I mean, VCs are going to get killed in the next two years, I think, because of how aggressive they price these rounds. And you're going to see founders have to take a bunch of down rounds. And we're already starting to see it on the growth equity side. So I think this is just sort of the beginning. And I imagine the reason Fast shut down is their investors wouldn't keep funding like a money bleeding machine. I mean, there's so much there. But first of all, are does that mean like you're not writing angel checks or do you have a certain type of criteria that you need to see whenever you're writing a check into a startup now? Yeah, well, I think you and I are simple. So when I write a check into a startup, one, I didn't do a fund or any type of investing over the last yep. two years in a meaningful way in angel space because the valuations were too high. And I'm just not good enough. I'm not big enough to be able to blow a bunch of money in order to get those couple of ones that will make up for the massive overspending of the others. And so, and I don't think most VCs are. So 
I actually think right now is a really good time to raise coming into this next year, because I think deploying it on the back end of down rounds will be interesting. And so I'm in for that model. But yeah, when we invest in companies right now, you know, I want to invest early enough and at valuations that are reasonable enough where you know, you're not going to see my guys on the next we crashed of, you know, that you see on, on Netflix or whatever. Totally. Easier said than done. But that's why I don't think you build multi-billion dollar VC funds that have to deploy all of this capital. Instead, you know, do it small and nimbly. Yeah. I think it's so interesting because to your point, I give founders who kind of take these big swings so much credit because if I'm being honest about myself, like, at least where I am in my life, I don't know if I would have the risk tolerance to go and run a business that has not yet found product market fit and is spending $10 million a month burning money. Like I, I actually don't think I would have the, I, I wouldn't have the head to be able to do that and go to sleep at night. And it makes sense. Like Dom is a thrill seeker. The guy has done like marketing videos, racing cars and uh, jumping out of planes with the fast logo on it. So it makes sense given what his MO is. But yeah, to me, this is also why when people say to me, oh yeah, you took so much risk starting Morning Brew. It's like, yeah, maybe. But one, I was very privileged where I had the opportunity to go start a business and have a cushion. But also, we already had 30,000 readers. We knew that there was going to be some opportunity to monetize. We didn't know what it was. That is very different than going out and raising a $20 million Series A, burning millions of dollars a month, and still not finding product market fit. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I have nothing but love for people who do this. I just think the real founders, they don't have all this noise around them. You see a lot of the very tech-enabled founders. like they're Oh, yeah, they're under down. the radar. Yeah. yeah, you know, they're not doing all of this marketing shenanigans. And I love marketing. It's my favorite thing. But if your company is just marketing, I think you'll fail. And if your company doesn't have enough marketing, I think you'll fail. So we got a Goldilocks, you know, sort of situation there. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing I always have to remind myself because I sometimes have a unhealthy relationship with Twitter is like when you're <laughs> when when you're on Twitter, when you're doom scrolling Twitter, it feels like your entire world. But at the end of the day, it is such a small piece of all of society. Like, I, especially, I'm just pointing the finger at myself, need to lift my head up sometimes. Yeah, totally. I just bought a shirt that says nobody cares um, because I love that. I, I need to remind myself of it because I don't think anybody actually cares. Nobody no. actually pays attention to anything we're doing at a you know, massive scale. No one scale. gives a shit. No. They're too busy worrying about their own shit yeah, or worrying so like, about that other people care about them. Totally. And so I think it's, uh, it, and it all lasts 20 seconds. I was actually with a couple people that are like big YouTubers last night and they were talking about this girl, Rachel Hollis. I don't really know the story, but I guess she got canceled. Oh yeah. Yeah. Something or other. And anyway, and so they were saying, you know, does Rachel care? How's she doing? What's going on? And they were like, oh yeah, no, she doesn't care. She's hanging on the beach. She's made millions of bucks and you know, she's, she's moving right along. And so I sort of, yeah. I think nobody really cares about any of this. Yes, I totally agree. So that was part three of my conversation with my good friend, Cody Sanchez. As you can probably tell, things at Fast were a shit show, but for all of us, it's an amazing case study and things we can learn from a failed business. Now, I'd love to hear from you. What are other failed startups or companies that fascinate you, that you want to learn more about, that Potentially, Cody and I talk about it in an upcoming episode. Shoot an email to alex at morningbrew.com, and that might just be our next business autopsy. Lastly, we want to send out a survey to get more feedback from you all, so please subscribe to our show newsletter at foundersjournal.morningbrew.com and get your chance to weigh in on the future of this show. As always, thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next episode.
Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.